Welcome to Podheim, Jirok's Valheim podcast. Let's give him the business. Ahoy, me hearties. Today be the 18th of October in the grand year 2023. I be your captain, Jirok the Viking. And joining me on this fine day be me trusty crew of fellow sea dogs, Gwen the Shield Maiden. Hello. We also have Shield Maiden Morning Darkness. Yar! I'm not dressed mm. up, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us for the first time is Rinia the Shield Maiden. Hello. Yeah. Yay, so hey. good to have you, Rinia. And though we have an ethereal voice in the background, because he joined us late, so we don't have a fifth window to stick him in, <laughs> digital Viking Vaste. Hello. <laughs> Which uh, furthers the theory of uh, Bastin not being a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you for wearing a costume, Gwen. You and I kind of planned this up ahead of time, like we talked about it. We, we should have messaged MD. I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned it yesterday, but I mean, plan a costume. I literally uh, put this on like 20 minutes less than 20 minutes maybe five minutes before we were due to record so <laughs> but yeah uh, uh yeah halloween costumes i have plenty of but we didn't uh, coordinate you should have told me that you were doing pirates and i will i would have joined you oh, yeah. well, I i've got two what... pirate hats actually oh do you yeah. yeah not as cool as yours though not as yeah. cool as yours i'll talk about mine uh, here pretty soon uh but uh, I did just run to the Halloween store to get a couple of these accessories, like this, <laughs> this shirt and uh, R, which you can, it's not really, you can see my handy. It's not, mm. should be a little deeper. <laughs> uh, but uh, MD, can you give us a quick preview of some of the things that we're going to be talking about here? Absolutely. All right. So today... We will be covering, if I can, yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Valheim updates over the last month because it's been so long since we've I been know. with you all. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Seven Days to Die Halloween streaming series, including Jurok the Viking and Gwen the Shield Maiden, who, uh, can I, can I, can I spill your news, Gwen? <laughs> what <laughs> you got youtube affiliate or oh or partnered whatever yeah, par yeah. Partnered. i've been yeah, invited yeah. to the youtube partner program yeah. just as a it's the bit it's the baby one it's not the one where uh, i uh, actually get any money so <laughs> not that i want money but just just to be clear i'm i'm still uh i'm still you're a baby channel <laughs> you're still you got part i i'm so excited for you anyway <laughs> <laughs> and other cool games that are out now and coming soon. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> oh my gosh, there are so many. So many, so many uh, <laughs> coming out. Uh, and uh, before we get going with everything, uh, this episode is sponsored by Zydex Computers. I own one and I absolutely love it. There's the proof right there in the background. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to get yourself a, an awesome gaming computer they have pre-built ones or they can uh, build one to your specs just go to jirokthevikingcom slash zydax and get yours ordered today 
Um, and uh, so we have Rinia with us. Hi, Rinia. Hello, Ian. So good Hello. to have you. Uh, we in the past we have interviewed several people from our community. Uh, and we haven't done that in a little while because we did go through a lot of the people who were, or we had a lot of the people on that were interested in doing it. Um, but uh, you were doing um, the Seven Days to Die Halloween series with us. And yes. uh, we mentioned it to you. And uh, um, and we dragged you on. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of always wanted to be. Like I've always kind of one uh, wanted to be part of it. Like it was yeah. always sometimes like it was something that was fun, but at the same time, with the the fact that my dad is actually listening to this, it's uh, a little Hello, bit really more intimidating. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to uh, us. <laughs> that's so awesome. I I love to hear that. That like family members and friends of friends and all that like like listen or or get introduced to. The podcast. It, it is a very intimate commu community for the podcast, uh, our listeners. And if we don't go, I mean, I'm sure uh, a few people have been missing us because we haven't done an episode in, in about a month. Uh, there were some coordination issues and vacations and different things. Uh, but uh, we're back and we're here and there's a lot to talk about. Um, but first, I want to ask you, Rinia. Rinia, how did you find our community um, was it through a specific video or a podcast episode, or did somebody recommend uh, it to you? How, do, how did you find us? Well, it's a couple of years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, it was during the, I think it was during the tour, the tour like one of the first tour videos of the playground server. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah coming to huh? two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then it was like I was tired of playing with the other people, like other people that I was playing with, because they were so slow at everything. And then it was taking like months before we were doing anything. So I was just like, I'm going to join a community that is actually active. Yeah. And I've, I've been I've been enjoying every minute. Well, yeah. Awesome. If I remember, you're one of the people who joined us. I want to say before November 2021, I think you were you were probably on the servers the the first like within the first three months. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you joined either right before or right after I did. Right yeah. before you. Yeah, yeah, right before. That sounds mm, right. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I, I'm still I'm still in awe that uh, that I when I started this, people were interested <clears throat> in. And that some of some of you have stuck around, and uh, some ha who have wandered off end up coming back after a while. It's it's so cool to have uh, a community like this, and like I love this too because some of the the community members have become podcast members, and now we get together and talk uh, <laughs> in a few weeks because we're all gaming nerds, and <laughs> mm -hmm. this is what we want to talk about, right? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and somebody's got oh. a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> None of that um, nonsense, big girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Serenia, what have been some of your favorite games over the years before Valheim? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we have... I played a lot of World of Warcraft back in the day. That was, yeah. like, my one of my first... No, it's not the first MMO. I'm lying on that one. I've been playing video games since I was five years old. So oh, it's wow. very difficult oh. to kind of 
but did you did you start as a uh, as a PC or, or console player when you were when you started your gaming career? <laughs> My dad put me in front of the PlayStation One because he didn't want to babysit uh, me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Love you, dad, but you did that. <laughs> so, what were the the games that got you started on uh, on PlayStation then? Final Fantasy was the first. Uh, yeah, I didn't. It was in Japanese. I didn't understand anything, but I managed. <laughs> Well, I have a question about about games. Do you consider Valheim or some other game your favorite game right now? If you had to like just pick one, I've always enjoyed the sort of building games. That has always been my favorite things because I feel like I can't get my creativity out enough. So it's a way to kind of just put myself into there and just waste my time. I will guess you can say building something that. And so in your experience, Valheim has been one of the the games that have been the most fun as far as a building game goes? It's frustrating at times, but yes, it's been fun. I've been, been enjoying it. It took a while to get used to the building mechanic, but it was fun when you get, to get around to it. Mm-hmm. It also had some similarity to Ark. Not the mm-hmm. same, but like very different. But uh, it was kind of, I went from Ark to Valheim. Mm. Have you ever played uh, Minecraft as a building game? Yes. Did you I like have. It? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It, it, and it's, you know, it's totally different, but it's fun in its own way. It is. Yes, it is. Well, so if, uh, if Valheim didn't exist, what game do you think you'd be playing most the most today? This very moment, it probably would be Minecraft and Destiny 2. <laughs> and ah. Probably a bit of smite <laughs> to just get that in there as well. <laughs> nice. so. Cool. And uh, do you have any upcoming games that you are most looking forward to? Uh, Nightingale. That is Nightingale? Mm. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it in, uh, in one of the previous uh, episodes a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, it's hitting. Yep. It's hitting every sort of like aesthetic, I guess, mm, that I enjoy. Okay. It's, it's very sort of like not not cyberpunk, not but like steampunk kind of mm-hmm. like that old Victorian sort of era style. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm was, also. I was looking at the like the, the Steam charts or the Steam database website and uh, looking at most anticipated survival like a uh, open world crafting game uh out there and uh, you can tell just by how many people have put it on the wish list they have like the numbers mm. of the most wish listed game and it's nightingale Nightingale's interesting number one at something like a hundred and some odd thousand people already have it on their wish list so wow um yeah and i believe it i mean that trailer is just it's a wild looking game different than anything that's out there but they did move the uh release date uh from the end of this year back to um next year i think in like march or something Mm. 2024 uh which is fine i mean there's so much going on who has time to play every game (laughs) although i'm trying but (laughs) uh, yeah 
but yeah, Nightingale looks like fun. And if, if we can do servers for that game, I'll definitely be doing one. And if it, if it really genuinely, truly comes out in third person, I'm going to be so happy. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> they, they released um, a, like a little video snippet of, of uh, the third person that they were testing. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully that, that works out. Well, Rinia, it's so gl- good, glad to have. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, now we're going to just go through a couple of uh, personal things that we uh, regular podcasters have been doing. Um, and Vaste, the digital voice in the background. Vaste, <laughs> you there? There. <laughs> I'm still here. So, what have you been up to uh, lately, Vaste? I I got a new PC for Ooh. starters, so yeah. I'm recording on the new PC. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, my credit card is still crying, but well, <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> well, now you have to play lots and lots of hours of games to justify the investment, right? That's how it works. <laughs> so that the cost yeah. per hour of use is uh, is lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- I told everyone that it's for studies. I need uh-huh. it for studies and work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we all know that it's not completely true. <laughs> <laughs> and I I finally had the chance of playing for the first time D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. Yay! Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, Tell us about it. Pictures. Let me... Uh... Yeah, I, I've been trying to get to play, and I haven't had the chance. I love it this took, for you. Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> it took so long to get started. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it was it, it was, a one shot? Uh, no, it's like a. I think the idea is to make a full campaign. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, everyone is starting. So ah. everyone is new to D and D in general, even the DM. Mm. Oh, really? So, so you're all yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, and that is Love not that. the worst thing. We are entering a, a, a already started campaign. So uh, you see, I'm the one on the left. The, yeah. uh, the blue stripe. Uh, I was going to guess you. You got some facial hair going there. Yeah. <laughs> Beard, check. Beard, yeah. <laughs> Beard check. My avatar is true to the to my uh, personal appearance. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and all three, you can see all three of us aside of the GM. We all three have, to, uh, because we are entering a starting campaign, we all have to level up to level five. From the get go, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. both of them choose a spellcasting class, oh. and didn't know anything about the spellcasting. Yeah, casting. that's that's <laughs> gonna be fun. It, no, the problem was that it took two hours each of them to get through the all complete list of spells to choose something, <laughs> and both of them yeah. are they don't know to, how to speak English. Ah. They barely read English, so it was the double work. <laughs> Most of the time, uh, myself and the DM were t- uh, trying to translate and explain them the, the spell casting because there's 
not that many translation of mm. the of the scenes. Non-officially, there's almost none mm. translated. So most of them are from fan page. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So did you guys all make characters that night too? You didn't make characters ahead of time. You made them right before you played. We have something planned. My character was almost done. My character was in spellcasting because I knew I won in showing spellcasting. So I I did it on my own. There was no problem. But both of them need need help, especially with the trans translation. So it took. A bit. We started like 4 p.m. in the afternoon, and it took it took us all evening and well into the night. I think we started the actual play uh, like 10, 11 <laughs> uh, p.m. Oh, wow! And we went like a typical gaming session. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a typical D and D night. <laughs> and we went through oh, yeah. all night. Until 5 a.m. Oh, we were fighting the morning. Nice. We were nice. burned. been having fun then. If you that, that is that is my kind of gaming session. I love it. <laughs> it was. I was going to say it was the perfect. Sorry. No, I was saying that wasn't my kind of gaming session, session because my dad was the GM, so they were always hosting oh, nice. at our place. I couldn't I sleep that. because I there were people. Sitting in the couch that I was sleeping in, it was just like, huh? oh, <laughs> <laughs> just sleep under the table. <laughs> yeah, it oh, was funny. the perfect start because we we start like in the just to make it short in the port in in the port we were looking like streamers and I were looking for sure we were looking at one of the sheets the people were coming up and I say well I will look around to see who can be a wealthy or merchant and I wrote a two yeah. my <laughs> dumb my dumb <laughs> warrior was looking straight to the column not even the people he was looking straight to the column it took us half an hour to recover from the laugh it was just impossible <laughs> <laughs> Well, and what's this other picture here that you you sent me? What's going at, on in this one? At five a.m., we finally made the first five fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it, these are provisional pieces. We still don't have anything from from for our characters. And mine is the one in in the middle of the red ones. Ah. I jump straight in the middle of Just the church and the goblin. Yeah. Yeah. So the right? ones are the bad guys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Two orcs and a goblin. And I go, I say, well, I'm the tank. I'm the one that should take. I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you guys, uh, it sounds like you enjoyed it if you played for so long. Do you guys uh, plan to play again? Yeah, the idea is to incorporate uh, two more people that oh, nice. weren't able to get there, and to because all all of that was just three of the three new of us, and uh, we still need to meet with the other two. That the idea is we are starting separated, and we should meet soon. But we weren't able to make it in in the time we were doing the play, the first playthrough. 
Cool, cool. I had a question for Rinia since uh, Rinia, Rinia spoke up during that. Rinia, do you have you played Dungeons and Dragons or other tabletop role playing games? I grew up with it. Ah, that's <laughs> awesome. What uh, there is? What games did you play mostly? It was a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons in the beginning, as far as I can remember. But it has always been mostly like 4K, Warhammer and stuff, mm. stuff like that. Mm. And my dad has always been a big fan of making his own things by using mm. the, like, the rules of the games. But then he sort of like mix, like mix and match a lot of his different type of things. So it's kind of everything. Very much a lot of homebrew, as they yeah. call it. Oh yeah, uh-huh. we we did that too. We we would play some games, and then after a while, we wanted to do our own thing, so we sort of made our own games out of everything. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, well, cool, cool. MD, how about yourself? Yeah, you must be super busy over the last month. What, what's going oh on? my gosh? Well, um, so my toddler, who's not even three years old yet, he's like thirty-eight and a half inches tall, so he's more than three feet, so more than a meter tall. Uh, we can do rides now we can go to Disneyland (laughs) (laughs) he is starting to sing the ABCs oh cool Uh, like he misses three letters Wow! and mixes up two of them but like he's singing the ABCs he's not three years old yet (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing kids are so smart (laughs) even when they're little tiny things you know and he had his first trip to the ER Oh, about a week after my trip to the ER. So that was exciting. (laughs) He, you know, he did the typical toddler swan dive into the corner of a table thing and mashed Mm. open his forehead. Uh, (laughs) uh, And then I will be going to TwitchCon. I leave tomorrow. Oh, wow. Wow. Where is that taking place? Las Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Ooh, nice. nice. Yeah, it already is starting. So a lot of people are already there, but I, I can't leave my toddler and my husband can't take the days off. So I have to wait until tomorrow to leave. Mm, um, yeah. And then uh, let's see. I I know it's sort of a small milestone, but I celebrated hitting 1700 followers the other day with a Fox play. Yeah, and I played, thanks, <laughs> played Spirit of the North. You know, it was just a fun reason to get dressed up, you know. Yeah. I like I like those. <laughs> we yeah. like those. Have a yeah. that, don't I? You do, you do. Let me see if I can bring that up here. <laughs> I was actually realized I was wearing this shirt. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> wow, the makeup. Did you have someone do the makeup for you or did you do it yourself? Um uh, my roommate helped me a little bit, but uh but yeah, we had a lot of fun doing all of that. Yeah. That looks amazing. Thanks. Yeah, that does look adorable. cool, especially with your blue hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I'm loving the hair. The hair like makes your eyes pop. It's great. Love it. Mm. Love it. <laughs> Thanks. And then I'll be doing a Tamala cosplay again tomorrow, um, which you guys have seen that. So, you know. <laughs> Is that the other picture you sent me? The, the purple one. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I think we've seen it. Well, we can remind everybody. Purple elf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be that character again tomorrow night. And then uh, let's see here. Um, oh, I, I guess there's some, some big news. I uh-huh. So I know I talked about kind of my health declining and my, my you know, the sadness around that last time. And then... 
I kind of had an emergency situation with my back for a little bit there. And so I put up a thing uh, asking people to help me fund a workstation that will be more ergonomic and, and reduce the decline of my back. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, the chair got funded. Ooh, I did not uh, doubt it for a second. But no, nice. no, no, the $4,000 yeah. station. I'm not surprised. I'm you're, you're, shocked. Yeah. I thought it was going to take a year. <laughs> I, at yeah. least a year. But everyone, everyone in your uh, community enjoys what you do so much. I, <laughs> I, I knew that you know your fans would would fund it, and I'm so so happy for you. Thank yeah. you. That means you can still carry on bringing content to them. So yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's basically what they said. They threatened me. They were like, "You're not going anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cool. You'll have to uh, let us know when you finally get it. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's going like to take a few months, but yeah, yeah. That, that well, you'll have like to come contraption, Jerog. You're going to have to come over and try it out. Oh, I would love to. That it's literally a cockpit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that thing does look amazing. So, do you on that bar that's in front? Do you, is that to attach the monitors or something? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's going to look so cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would yeah, disappear so, in a show like that. <laughs> so my my husband and, and I are working on building a computer so that I'll have like a legit gaming rig that can actually play in Shrouded because my poor little laptop cannot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The newer games, they're they're pushing pushing the limits more and more every year. Yep. So it's a, yep. like I, even my my Zydex is like I could only run in shrouded at nineteen twenty by ten eighty, and I thought, well, it is over two years old now, so maybe I need to upgrade a few things on it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, and then, are you guys going to be joining me for my community run and return to Moria next week? <laughs> oh yeah, that was, yeah, oh, that was going to be a big announcement. Return to Moria <laughs> is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can't. We still can't talk about the um, the demo that we did, right? Because we're no. under NDA. But yep, yep. All I can say um, is check out Return to Moria. They, they just released a new video. We'll, we'll get to it later, though. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, I do have three community runs scheduled for uh, the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth. So you know, if any of you want to come play games with me. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> You uh, send me those dates, and I can put it on the calendar and see what's going on. Okay, I'll uh, I'll have to come watch. I don't know that I can uh, I can do more games right now, but uh, I'll come watch for sure. Much yeah, I don't see now. We'll pick it up. <laughs> well, you have a new gaming rig. You have to you have to try all the new all the games now with it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Gwen. Same with you. We we haven't um, done the podcast in a month. You must have had a lot going on. Probably so much going on like me that I couldn't even remember everything to include in the notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not not yeah. until I went through my camera roll uh, to uh, to send you a couple of pictures that I remembered what I did. Um, yeah, I I've been. Uh, I mean, it was the end of the summer. Things were kind of winding down from all the, the craziness, uh, real life craziness of, of the summer. But I also still had um, uh, 
you know, real life stuff, work and uh, other things. I went on holidays and so on. So uh, I haven't been able to stream as much uh, or do like, you know, content related things as much as I could. Um, I've been a little bit burnt out with work. So just not really had my... Uh, um enough time or you know brain space to to do that but uh, i have done some cool things i think i sent you a couple of pictures if you if you hopefully you show them in the chronological order that i sent them to <laughs> i sent to you um but i went on a bit of a field trip for a, a video that i'm hoping that i get the time to work on soon and uh drum roll on the pictures because <laughs> yeah, it will yeah. make to, more sense trying to get the order correct here let's see i think that's right yeah so i went to visit a uh, real life burial chambers woo so i am nice. I, i'm 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 lucky that i uh, i live in in europe and in england we have so many heritage sites so many historical sites from like all the way to neolithic to you know like medieval and and so on um and I, an idea popped in my head because i wanted to do some more like during halloween months some more content that was kind of related to um well spooky stuff and then i thought you know what i as a hobby i visit old stones i love as you know every time i go on holidays that's what i, I do mostly i visit castles and old stones and that makes me happy uh and I thought, you know what, I, I wonder if um, there's something that I could do looking at real um, sites, burial sites and other kind of stone circles and things like that and comparing with the, with the ones in Valheim and kind of talking a bit about that and the origins or the inspiration behind some of the um, uh, POIs that we have in, in the game Valheim. You, you know, we've got the uh, burial chambers, which are the dungeons. We've got also those little burial... Um, kind of stones where you can dig and find treasure uh there's also uh the 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 stone um stone circles but also uh the the buried chips which are also burial sites and if you dig you can find skeletons and um and treasure and so on and i was like oh well all, all of that has roots in history and uh i i've i would like to do a video about that <laughs> um mm -hmm. I, I just need time to work on it essentially so i use that as a bit of an excuse to go on a field trip. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, oh, well, there's a site where, where there is some uh, Neolithic burial chambers that I hadn't visited yet. I had been in that area um, and I saw the stone circle, uh, but I didn't, uh, I didn't get to see the burial chambers last time I went. So it's only about an hour and a half drive away from where I live. It was a sunny day. And it was a good excuse to go walk the dog. So uh, we went over to uh, Avebury, which is the same place where, if you remember, I had done this medieval hike. Well, I've done a, a hike with a friend where I was dressed medieval and she was not. But, you know, we started at uh, the site which had a, a stone circle. And I think I shared some pictures on the Podheim episode probably like six months ago or something. So it's the same site. It's the same area. And it has lots of, uh, it's like a heritage site. It's... Um, fairly close to Stonehenge-ish, uh, a bit north of Stonehenge, but it's uh, got lots of Neolithic um, kind of burial mounds and things like that. Um, and so I went and visited this site, which you can see, that's a picture that I took from inside of it, um, of the burial chamber itself. And here on this picture, you can see, um, so the stones in front of it just kind of line the, 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 the front of the chamber itself. 
which is behind that big stone in, um, on the left. But you can see at the back, there's like a whole, um, it's a long barrow, which is essentially a, a mound uh, that was built. Um, and inside the mound is where people were, were buried. And this site is, um, I think, 3,000 years old. And um, for a period of 50 years, it was used as a burial mound. And uh, they, they reckon there was about 50 people buried in, in that. It's pretty huge. The, the long barrow is really big. Um, and it's been, uh, yeah, it's been preserved and uh, ever since. And yeah, you can walk in that, that front entrance. Um, you can kind of walk around the, the, the stone and inside the chamber. And it's, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool to be, you know, walking into something like this that you also encounter in video games. So, uh, so yeah, this is what it looks like from, from the inside. So I have, I have a question. Yeah. When you went into that cave, did you find your first certling cores? Uh, <laughs> almost. So funny thing, um, a lot of these sites, because they have so much history, um, and so much connection with, uh, uh, with like pagan, yeah, let's say pagan, uh, beliefs. They, they are uh, uh, sites where, you know, very spiritual sites and a lot of people go there as part of their spiritual journey and that kind of stuff. Same with Glastonbury. A lot of people go there at uh, certain times a, a year and so on to kind of uh, uh, gather and celebrate and so on. I happened to go on the um, solstice day, I think for 21st of September, and I, I didn't realize I didn't do it on purpose, uh, but, but we got there and there was a lot of people dressed up with tambourines chanting with incense essential oils and stuff i was like what's going on oh wait it's the solstice okay so a lot of those people were there and there was there was some sort of gathering um and and to take those pictures uh it, it was kind of it was kind of funny because we got there and there was like a big gathering in front of um of the burial chamber itself lots of people uh like sat down and someone like talking didn't really listen we just went around and um and, and then they all went in the burial chamber there was at least like 40 people and they managed to all fit in the burial chamber and there were again there was some uh, not not incantations but some chanting some incense and things like that and they had like a moment in there and we basically were waiting for them to leave so that we could go in. Yeah. So I went in immediately after it was like smelling really strong of like burnt herbs and things like that. And someone had left um, little candles because they, they must have done something where they uh, did uh, offerings or something like that. So I kind of found a certain call <laughs> if a candle <laughs> kind of works. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting because we went in and I was like, wow, this... When I could see them leave, it was like, a you know, the clown car. It was just nonstop people. And I was like, how did they all fit in here? Like, yeah, what is this sorcery? How much bigger is it than what we're seeing here in the picture? It's not that big. So uh, there's about one, two, three, four. There's about four kind of mini rooms to the side. So here um, on, you see the entrance uh, just kind of next to it. There's this kind of dark spot. That's the entrance to one of the like mini chambers. And there's about four of them plus the one um, I was standing in, which is at, at the very end. So it's not that big. It's really not that big. And it's uh, quite low ceilings as well. <laughs> so yeah. um, I have no idea how they all fit in there. Um, but they were having Probably. a... a they yeah, they were in the burial chamber. Yes. Yes, something <laughs> like that. So, uh, so yeah, it was interesting. I, I, I know a lot of people who are um, 
into Vikings and so on, there's a, a lot that actually follow like neo-pagan um, beliefs and stuff like that. So I, uh, I I know of them. I'm not familiar with their celebration, but I know solstice is um, a big, uh, an important time um, in in the calendar was for the Vikings and is for for like any any pagans and was throughout history. That's simply when you know seasons stop and start and things like that. So yeah, it was interesting to be at a at a site like that at that particular day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, after they all, uh, all left, it was, um, I, I had an opportunity to do a bit of, uh, of filming and, and took pictures and so on, which was, uh, the whole point of my trip, but I had a good time. Um, so did that. And, uh, then I went on holidays in Slovenia, great place, absolute gem, not really the, uh, the very, uh, touristy place. Um, it's kind of like Croatia. It's just next to Croatia. So it's like Croatia, but without all the tourism. So it's like really, really nice. Um, and spent a couple of days there. I think I have one picture of, again, I went to visit castles, of course, and uh, one of the castles had a little museum and there was this picture I took, which is, uh, I sound so nerdy. I apologize for anyone who doesn't care about history. This is like me nerding about history. So here, can you guess what these are? Those look like axe heads. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there's a stone axe head, a bronze axe head, and an iron axe head. And I was like, oh my God, it's like Valheim. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Everything is like Valheim, right? <laughs> so I took this picture because I, I don't know. I was like, oh, it's like the progression of uh, axes in Valheim. Uh, well, it's it. a progression of axes in history, but there you go. No, uh, nerdy awesome. pick for you. <laughs> Um, uh, funnily enough, the, uh, the bronze ones are often the, uh, well, it looks like it's better preserved than the iron one. Yeah. Probably uh -huh. it doesn't corrode as, as bad as the iron. Yeah, one. exactly. Um, so that, and then I did something, uh, last, uh, or two weeks ago to kick off kind of Halloween month. Um, I went to see a concert at the Royal Albert Hall in London, which is a beautiful uh, concert hall. If uh, if if either of you ever come to um, to the oh, UK, yeah. we absolutely need to find a an excuse or an opportunity to go to the Royal Albert Hall. It's a really beautiful um, hall, and they had a concert with the uh, I think it's a BBC orchestra um, uh, was playing the music of Danny Elfman from um, the, the music that he did for a lot of the Tim Burton classics. And uh, I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. I'm a big Tim Burton fan. I love Danny Elfman and his music. And so, yeah, I had to go. <laughs> I was lucky because I, I only heard about it like a couple of, uh, like a week or two before. Um, and I was surprised to see there were still tickets because usually these things absolutely sell out. And uh, not only we got to uh, to see this amazing concert, but we got to hear Danny Elfman he himself come on stage and sing um, sing a couple of the songs from Nightmare Before Christmas, and that wow. was absolutely amazing. You can see Danny Elfman on here; he's the one uh, at the on the left of the conductor with the red hair. Uh, that's him, Danny Elfman himself. Um, so yeah, it was amazing because for me it was like once in a lifetime, you know, like he's in his uh, his seventies now, and he he had retired previously, and he he came back like uh, I think ten years ago, but he had like between the eighties or nineties and um, and ten years ago he had like a a bit of a, a a gap in his career where he wasn't doing any concerts, any 
major work or anything like that. So it was uh, pretty amazing. I, I think now he tours a bit more and he does these kind of um, concerts all over the world. But um, still, it was uh, it was pretty amazing to see. And uh, yeah, pretty, pretty magical. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, uh, the only, I think the only concert I went to that was related to uh, like a orchestral concert like this, it was related to, uh, film was, uh, I think they were doing Lord of the Rings. Mm. I think they were doing Lord of the Rings and maybe there was one other, but yeah, I remember the, the, the Lord of the Rings one was pretty awesome where they played all the music from Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. And it was like a few years after those three movies came out and. I remember just being magical, <laughs> you know, hearing hearing it live like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. I've done a couple of these. I think the Royal Albert Hall hosts a lot of these concerts because it's a it's a perfect concert hall for um, symphonic orchestras. But they also have this big projection screen. So in this in that same hall, over the past ten years, I've seen um, Star Wars. Uh, I think it was uh, was it a New Hope or Empire? I think it was a New Hope in concert so they had the movie playing in the background and they basically had an orchestra playing the music live on while the movie was playing so uh they did that we also went to see the same thing for indiana jones so it gets again it's like it's not not only it's the the music of the movie but you, you know you've got the movie playing and and just yeah. imagine the music is actually live and you can see all the the musicians and so on it's uh it's pretty yeah. uh pretty epic um i love orchestras I, I love those kind of uh um live music it's uh it's yeah so impressive to uh to see so they do quite a few of those i think they do um uh, they must have done lord of the rings i think they also recently did um music from uh, Studio Ghibli's movies. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I know a couple of people who are who went to that. Um, yeah, it's it's always uh, really enjoyable. I think it makes um, kind of classic, not classical music, but orchestral music a bit more accessible when it's related to movies and things that we can all relate to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially you get to see something like that in concert because. Not everybody mm -hmm. gets to see those traditional instruments in concert. You know, they may go to their favorite rock band or pop band or country band or whatever. But yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an amazing experience sitting there watch. You know, you can you just sort of can feel the music in a way that you mm -hmm. don't normally feel it. Right. With that huge band playing right in front of you. Yeah. And looking at how every single piece and every single musician and instrument kind of gathers together. And I, I always get so fascinated looking at the, uh, the, um, how do you call it? The conductor? Conductor. Thank you. I yeah. said it two minutes ago, but yeah, the conductor as well. And it's just, just it's, impressive impressive to to see and i whenever i i watch concerts like this i i have so much more admiration for music composers and i was thinking of uh, you know patrick yalstam and because i know he did also so patrick is uh, for those who don't know is um the the composer who composed the music for valheim and he's been on the podcast a couple of times and he did i think in uh at some point uh last year towards the end about a year ago in sweden they did like a, a live orchestra uh, concert of the music of valheim uh which i'm sure was was uh sounded amazing um but yeah as a, co a composer for for me for them to be able to bring all those like 50 instruments and and like 
it's just for me it's that's magic that's sorcery what they do uh, i have so much admiration for not only the musicians but also the composers um to put together uh, those and then get to see it all played live is a uh, is really amazing experience so i'd encourage everyone if you get an opportunity don't uh, don't hesitate go watch a classical concert or orchestra or something it's uh it's really really crazy to see yeah yeah and like you said pe people uh going to see you know something somebody playing the from their favorite movies makes it more accessible so yeah if you hear one coming to town i definitely re recommend checking it out because it's pretty awesome uh well let's see so i've been up to a lot of things uh i uh you know it's it's October, so here in the U.S. we have Oktoberfest, even though it's supposed to be September. <laughs> but to the benefit of many of the festivals, they did some of them went took place in September, towards the end of September, and some in uh, in October. But the biggest one out here is called the Clayton Oktoberfest. It's just a little town, a little bit east of us, and uh, it's tiny compared to Germany and. Uh, we were talking to some people there and explaining it to them. So if you have never been to Germany or to uh, Munich for Oktoberfest, uh, it's a huge fairground. It's the biggest fairground I've ever been to. And they have these tents, giant tents, and they're so big that they house 1,500 people per tent. And then there's a band like in the center of it that's raised up on a platform. And they just go all day and all night, you know, playing and, and serving those giant beers and and uh, uh, Jägermeister all, all day long. And they have picnic benches in every tent. And, and there's like 10 or 12 or 15 tents, you know, so multiply that times 1,500. Plus they've got rides and vendors and all this stuff. And uh, so when they're there, uh, everybody stands on the picnic table on the bench, you know, that you sit on. Nobody sits. Earlier in the day, you know, when it's still like mealtime, people will sit and they, uh, you know, they'll sit and eat. But then like around four or five, six o'clock, right after everybody's done eating, everybody's standing on the bench. You have 1500 people all on the bench, you know, and they're drinking and singing songs and talking and stuff. And every once in a while, somebody sort of falls off, but everybody around <laughs> picks them up, puts them back on. One of the most amazing things about that festival is like the biggest festival I've ever been to, but it was also the cleanest festival I've ever been to. There were like almost no trash cans when you're walking around in the festival part, like out, out in the fairgrounds. Uh, but there's still no trash. So like people would just carry their trash until they get to a receptacle and then throw it away. And uh, people standing on the bench. So here at the Clayton Festival, the reason why I brought that up in Germany, like everybody standing on the picnic benches, Clayton, they have a little tent and there are maybe 200 people in it, right? <laughs> maybe 300, I don't know, it's not, not that big, but, uh, and they have these like half size picnic tables so they're not, you know, they're, they're kind of foldable and collapsible. Uh, so not like the full permanent ones that they had at the in, in Munich. But uh, my my shield maiden uh, dressed all up in that that traditional um, uh, dress that they that they they wear. I forget what it's called, Durndal or something? Durndal. Yeah, Durndal. Yes. Okay. So she has her outfit. She has it all on and and. Uh, she's having fun and you know we're telling stories to the people around us or other people had been to munich and so we're sharing stories and so she decided like a really fun song comes on sweet caroline 
And in Germany, in all the tents, they play that song like every 20 minutes or so. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. All the Germans <laughs> and, and everybody visiting, but every German knows every word to that song. Like they sing along, they, they just belt and shout it. So when that song came on, the one time we heard it, the few hours we were there, my shield maiden jumped up on the bent picnic bench and was like singing and clapping. <laughs> and then within about two minutes, somebody came over and said, uh, Miss, can you please not stand on the picnic table? Oh, no. Really? Oh. Yes. So she got, so when I finally, I looked back over her, she's standing on the ground, like clapping and dancing. I said, what happened? And she says, ah, somebody asked me to get down. <laughs> No fun. <laughs> so that's Oktoberfest in the U.S. That's as good as we get. Not kind of a bummer compared to uh, Germany, but it, it's like a bucket list item. I recommend everybody if you if you're able to put that on your bucket list to do that. Um, let's see what else did I do? Oh, so I, I spent a whole day um, updating my movie posters on my wall. Oh, oh, so now it's. Horror movies, <laughs> Halloween movies. Well, there's there's some different ones here, and they're actually two rows above, which I'll show some other time because I don't want to have to adjust the camera. But um, they're kind of hard to see. But uh, this one here, this is Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Labyrinth. Yes. Uh, this is Conan the Barbarian, mm -hmm. the only good uh, movie Barbarian movie from the eighties. <laughs> very very cheesy. Um, Anybody know what this is? Mm, no. Uh, Kurt Russell. I, I can't quite see it. Oh, yeah. It's he's... a little dark. Uh, maybe if I get out of the way, it'll focus a little bit more over there. Uh, <laughs> that's Big Trouble in Little China. Ah. Oh. Favorite just fun, goofy movies. Um, Arrival, of course, it says Arrival there. The big sci-fi mm. movie that came out. This one's maybe a little hard to see, but it, that's Annihilation. Hmm. That's a good yeah. one. I love that mm -hmm. one. Then The Fifth Element, which is one of my favorite sci-fi movies. My mm -hmm. favorite movie. Funny story with yes. that one. I didn't like it when I first saw it. And <laughs> it grew on me over the years to where I became to love it because I thought it was too goofy the first time. Mm, it is like a bit. a serious sci-fi movie and got that, you know, goofy, you know, nature mm -hmm. that it was. But and then, of course, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, hands best. down best movie ever yeah that's one of the best <laughs> movies not just sci-fi movies ever and then at the end there uh, next to it is hellraiser mm. uh, another good one <laughs> yeah i i'm a big fan it's such an imaginative a uh, series of movies rather than a, the kind of goofy slashers and ghosts and exorcist movies that we keep seeing um of course star wars watchmen mm -hmm. the superhero movie not a movie, but Game of Thrones. You know, at least mm -hmm. in season six, it was pretty good. Yep. <laughs> so we don't talk about season eight. <laughs> yeah. Season seven, hit and miss. And then, you know, eight, it might as well not even exist. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course. The, the Matrix. The Matrix, Matrix. is yeah. noticeable. And yeah, there's two more rows we could talk about another time. But yeah, it took me took me a while to put the, all those up. I used to have them on... Um, uh, like these uh, backings, uh, what do you call mm -hmm. it? The, the foam core backings. Oh, yeah. But uh, they didn't really sit right on the wall. And because I had to put a nail in the wall, mm. they, I couldn't quite put them exactly where I wanted. And you can see these are lined up pretty nicely. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I so I actually ordered all new posters, <laughs> and uh, I put them on with the the sticky tack stuff that you. Mm. Oh yeah, they're nice. Yeah, yeah, because then you can uh, change them up uh, more easily if you wanted to. Oh yeah, easily just peel it off, move it to another location, and Mm -hmm. uh, or or yeah, change it out with something. And so then I also went to the Renaissance Fair here. I think it's the one that's been going here uh, for like uh, thirty-four years or something. Yeah, Uh, thirty plus years. I'm out of focus again. Hello. Now it's focusing on the posters, you see. Yeah. It thinks, <laughs> those are. I think it's face detection. I have to turn face detection off. But uh, so when I was at the Ren Fair, they basically had three things. They had like some like fantasy slash Renaissance, you know, vendors and things. Uh, lots of Viking stuff and then pirate stuff. Like mm. the, so, those are the three things that they sell at the Renaissance Fair. Even though it's not a Viking f- festival, because we have Viking festivals in California, and we have pirate festivals. Uh, we actually have one <laughs> close to us every year. Uh, but uh, I got this really cool wood carving. Oh, oh that, that is nice. yeah. The wood looks really nice too. Did mm-hmm. they uh, did they say what type of wood it is? Um, you know, they probably did, and I don't. Is it going to focus on that thing? <laughs> That's very nice. Focus. Oh, there we go. Mm. Very nice looking. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this normally lives on the wall up over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then um, I found uh, this little, cute little little Viking style cup. Oh, nice. cup. Nice. Leather band around it. But the uh-huh. handle is a carabiner. So it's easy oh, to clip Oh, cool. <laughs> I thought that was. Oh, that's cool. great for going camping and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, or hiking. You can have yeah. your cup with you. And then, of course, I got. You know, the hat. And so I had to get the. You know, I, so I was walking around the whole time I was there. I was like, I want to find a hat. I want to find a hat. And they had it. <laughs> like Renaissance and fantasy hats. And. and um, uh, I, I think they even had the cheesy Viking you know, plastic helmets with the horns, ah. <laughs> which I had. <laughs> I, I, I wore it before, uh, but th- then I came by this pirate stand, and it had its actual, you know, the the felt. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Um, or is it leather? It's probably felt. It looks like felt. I don't know. I don't remember. But it, it feels really nice. It's got the really cool feathers in it. Mm, and yeah. is that a kraken? Um, it's actually, it looks like a Kraken. Scary octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Kraken with a bit of imagination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and then I went to a bunch of, um, concerts, uh, did some country concerts. I saw Sting in concert, uh, celebrated his 72nd birthday that night at the concert. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. And his son was there on stage as his son is also a a singer and a musician. So they played together some songs and that's just like, he's an icon. I'd never seen him before. And he's, uh, you know, he was playing locally here. So of course I I had to go because if it's local, I don't even go out of my way. Definitely. You got to see the legend. And it was an awesome concert. And then uh, just this last weekend, I went to all the way up to Sacramento to the Golden Sky two-day country music festival. Oh, nice. It was was amazing. Lots of great artists there. I took lots of pictures, which I'm I'm not going to show you all those good pictures. I'm just going to show you two really pictures that I'm ashamed of. (laughs) I'm ashamed of being 
a, 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 an American with too much abundance and entitlement. And this is how people treat the fairgrounds. So when we're there at the fairgrounds, uh, we were, I don't know, about a th third of the way up to the stage. And it just went back, you know, really, really far. Uh, they had speakers and, and, and screens all, you know, at various places for you to watch the, the performers. And they had two stages, two huge stages. Um, but at the end of the night, when the lights came on, when the band walked away and the lights came on, this is when mm. I saw. And I thought, what? You know, because I couldn't really see it. It was so dark while the band's playing. Then the lights come on and this is what I saw. I couldn't believe mm -hmm. it. Like we picked up every single piece of trash that we dropped and we put it in a little pile. And then when we were walk done, we walked away. Um, but yeah, most people just, we were watching too. The second, this was the first night I took these pictures. And then the second night I was just watching and I was like, yep, there goes people that are just like, I'm done with it. It's like, mm. come on people. You oh, that's the wrong picture. No, I was going to say that's a different <laughs> that's vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys experience this at big, huge outdoor events too? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. do? Yeah. It's really bad. And uh, so the UK is really big for its uh, festival scene. Yeah. Um, in the summer, you've got huge, huge festivals and uh, it, it's, it's really a problem. It's not just the trash that people leave. It's even the, the camping sites, people leave tents behind. They leave their whole tents just. Oh, they up. just say, I don't know. Really yeah, they're like, yeah, it's such a like, yeah, disposable thing. You know, they buy a cheap tent, they use it for the weekend and don't bother taking it home. And it, it, it's become, um, it, it's a huge issue, but I think more and more festivals start dealing with it in different ways. So, mm -hmm. um, I've been to a lot of festivals um, where you, you you have to like pay for your cup and it's a reusable cup and you have to like bring it back to get your, your money back. It's like a, the equivalent of a dollar or two, but you, you kind of leave a bit of money so that it incentivizes people to reuse the cups and not just throw them away. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And mm. there's there's always like big cleaning crews uh, after those those festivals that, that take care of the cleaning. Some of them are... Um, Again, they try to do a bit uh, of, uh, you know, awareness and stuff like that. Um, and then for the the, the camping stuff, um, after each big festival in, in the UK where, like, no, that is notoriously bad for people leaving tents behind, there's uh, lots of charities that go around and... Uh, take all the tents and um, and reuse them or repurpose them for homeless people and stuff like that. So there's there's initiatives to kind of like make good of the of the bad or try to prevent yeah. that from happening. But yeah, I kind of um, I kind of hate it. There's also more and more festivals that are um, kind of eco friendly in that sense, where they mm -hmm. will only use disposable things, recyclable things. Um, now in Europe. Uh, uh, plastic straws are banned yeah. so most places you, you have to use uh, paper straws um, so there's there's more and more kind of uh, you know people are more conscious of that and, and festival organizers are also trying to make efforts uh, to at least make things you know not single use plastic and uh, mm -hmm. at least recyclable um, if not reusable but yeah it's still a, it's more a behavior issue isn't it like if, if people just don't don't care and it's like it doesn't take that much. I know when you enjoy the music and you've got your great spot, like right at the front, you don't want to leave your spot. But 
as you say, just leave it on the ground and just collect it when you leave. It's like when you go picnicking in a park, you don't leave your trash behind, right? You take it with you. Uh, or maybe you do, and in which case you're a really bad person. But like, it's the same at concerts and things like that. It's just the, as you say, the entitlement and the assumption that, oh, someone else will do the cleaning. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and, yeah. And they, they must have some kind of like Zamboni or something, you know, like some kind of big machine that they come across and just sort of vacuum up the grass because the next day it's perfectly clean. And, eat, you know, people had spilled food and, and, and just thing, all things all over the place, not just the cups and the plastic bottles and cans and stuff, but even food in the ground. But the next day when we showed up at the festival, spotless, right? So they must have a crew of a lot, dozens and dozens of people all yeah. through the night and into the next day so that, you know, when it's mm-hmm. late, you can see it. And mm-hmm. uh, no wonder festival tickets cost so much. Yeah. They have mm-hmm. to hire a huge crew of people after the concert's done for that day to come in and clean. So like mm-hmm. people complaining that that tickets are too expensive, you're the reason. <laughs> Stop it. Pick up your trash. Yeah. I was going to I was going to say something about something that happened by here in Bergen during a concert. They were trying to use the whole like to use uh, like paper cups and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that day, that very day that they had decided that they were going to try it was the day that Bergen had decided that okay, today I'm just going to let all the clouds and it's just going to rain from the start to finish. The cups that were filled with beer, they were just starting to just... Disintegrate. Yeah, they were like nothing. (laughs) So then it was just like, okay, this is not really working. But it is a part of like the community here in Bergen. If you're from here, you tend to try to look for a trash can to just throw things away Mm -hmm. because the... The city like it's a very rainy city and therefore we're trying to keep it clean because mm. when it's raining things get stuck but mm. so you if there is a lot of trash laying around after a concert it's usually people that is not from the city and that is something that even like the people who clean up afterwards they notice that this is not from here because then you also find things that are usually not allowed to be brought in because mm. people bring in like their own alcohol, their own whatever, and that is that is illegal. You're not allowed to do that. If you yeah. want to buy anything, you have to buy it there. Mm. Yeah, it's also a reason I brought up uh, Germany when we went to, to uh, the festival. Festivals is usually not as bad as concerts, but at festivals here in the U.S., you still get a lot of people just decide to put their trash down somewhere or just leave it and walk away. And when we were in Germany, like not only did I not see trash anywhere at, at the uh, biggest festival I ever been to in my life, but there weren't even that many trash cans. Like we bought something at, we bought something at a vendor and we started walking around and when we were finished, you know, eating it or whatever, I thought, okay, now where do I put this? I can't find a trash can. <laughs> like in uh, America, people would just go, oh, well, just throw yeah. it on the ground. <laughs> but uh, <sighs> anyways, that's my little rant. Uh, it just, it just surprised me. I'm, I'm, Pick up I'm your trash, of, people. I'm ashamed. Of, like, we have this <laughs> such great privilege that we have the opportunity to do these great festivals and concerts and things. And people just litter like that. Making my mm. ticket expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, um, on a lighter note, on a, on a more fun note, we have a fun gaming community over on my Discord. Everybody here started there as a player yeah. in my community and Discord. Uh, right now we have uh, two servers for Valheim 
uh, a regular server, <laughs> a, mod, a modded server. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we also have servers for other games, including Minecraft, Seven Days to Die, and Empyrean Galactic Survival, my favorite space survival space game of all time. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, Return to Moria, which releases in uh, on the twenty fourth. Yeah, yep. six days. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll be even less. <laughs> servers for that because I want to launch a server for that one. Yeah, I uh, think the I think the companies are going to wait to see exactly how popular the game is before they spend the time and money to create servers. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to co-op hosted uh, initially, probably. But yeah, if we can, well, uh, that's we'll, we'll have that one too. Yeah. And um, so, I, and I'll be launching new servers for other upcoming games, but that one is probably the, the next big one that I, I'm looking forward to. I have been considering Conan Exiles too. Let me know if that interests you. I know they still are doing lots of updates for that game, and I, I have many hours logged into that one too. Uh, but if you want to play on my servers, you can get the login information on my Discord over at uh, discord.gg slash jurokthevikings or my website, jurokthevikings.com. Um, or, you know, if you if you want to get your own server, you can just go to, uh, let's see, what is it? G, uh, G Portal, and you can save 10% with my link. Uh, there's my Zydax ad. <laughs> but uh, there's my G portal ad, jerkthevikingcom slash G portal, save 10%. If you want to get your own server, but uh, really, we'd rather you come play with us, right? Everybody? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring your friends over and come play with us. Um, so, uh, lots of Valheim news. Morning Darkness, you want to so sort of start us off on, on this first uh, big news item that. Uh, happened uh, yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago. Oh, geez. Yeah, so a big patch came out, uh, patch 0.217.22, including the new build piece, the blue standing brazier. Oh, the yeah. ones that we see in the... <sighs> Uh, in the Hilda's Request, uh -huh. one of the Hilda's Request dungeons, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they took away the maypole, but they didn't give us the Jacko pump or the 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 Jacko pumpkin. Yes, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Jacko turnips, Jacko turnips. Yes. Uh, Which is crazy because we're already like almost end of October. Come on, Halloween is just around the corner. No, they always give it to us no. like, like a couple of days before yep. it happens, and then like okay, yep. it's over now. <laughs> yep. Uh, they did a bunch of world modification updates and other fun fixes. Um, it broke my rainbow again. I have to go and fix it. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, so, uh, that, that was uh, a big patch. And then yeah. they, they recently did. Show. Yeah. Real go, quickly. go. There's the blue, the blue brazier. Hey. I, I had made a video on it and, uh, I don't know. Did they? Have you noticed, uh, Morning or anybody else, uh, if the blue one actually radiates blue? Because this video that I made was from the uh, the test branch, mm -hmm. and it's putting off orange light. Oh, interesting! I have so not tested it, it yet. Itself. Yeah, and it doesn't. It didn't in the test branch. So oh, I, don't, I don't know if they fixed that for the actual release. I, I believe they did. Did they? they? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because if you have a blue flame, like that's you're looking for the blue atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. Orange light coming from the blue flame. <laughs> mm. 
And uh, so what else did we have? Anything else from that patch to mention? Um, I mean, there were a bunch of different things, but those were like, uh, those were the, it was a list of over 30 items. So I did my best to summarize. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, here's the uh, list. It's yeah, <laughs> no, it's a big, <laughs> it's a list. big list. I was, I was doing my best to like really condense it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And then, um, what happened with the trial of tear? Ah, yeah. So, yeah, the competition completed, and uh, we ha- they announced the first, second, and third place winners. Uh, you can find all of these videos on YouTube for the Trial of Tear. Mr. Adele won third place. Uh, Thread Menace won second place. And Time Traveler won first place with, gosh, what was it? Eight hours seven and... Seven hours and 58 minutes. Here's the video right here. Seven hours and... Oh, my gosh. So he did, a, he did an wild. interview with... Uh, or yeah. like answered the question Iron Gate had asked him. And it, yeah. there was an article about it. Like how did he do it so quickly? Because the next time was, I think, 10 or 11 minutes. Yeah, and hours, he, yeah. Or hours, yeah. And he blew it away by two hours. And yeah. he did it like I would have. And that's, he researched every single location that he yeah. needed to go to in order. And he did 15 runs. So he knew yeah. where everything was. And yeah. each time he did it, redid it, he got quicker. I mean, I wouldn't yep. have done 15 runs. I would have just mm-hmm. dev come in <laughs> to reveal the map and show me everything, you know, uh, and maybe put it through the uh, the Valheim seed map generator to find everything. Uh, but yeah, you, you have you just plan it. You start here, you go there, you go there. And it was funny. He didn't even like stop very often to farm for wood. He uh-huh. just dropped a workbench down and broke down one of those wooden ruins in the meadows yep. Yep. and then just kept going like he, cause he's trying to finish it as quickly as possible. Right. So, yep. wow. I mean, I haven't, I've only watched about two hours of this eight hour video so far. So I got six hours to go, but you actually learn a lot about the game at like how to do things really efficiently. Like you think you need to do all this other stuff. He ha- he finds a lot of shortcuts. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I recommend checking it out. Let's see. So what else did we had? We had a, oh, we, we just recently had a patch too. Like it was a couple of days ago, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a patch a couple of days ago. It was basically what they added was uh, minor fixes, but um, like there were like four or five different things listed. It was just sort of minor things that like were a big deal, like a dungeon um the way a dungeon worked was kind of broken and some other stuff, but it's really interesting because both of these updates like hardcore broke a bunch of mods for a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I, they're, they're digging around in the code, optimizing things, right. And then changing it for the modders and everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was interesting is that I actually tried to run the game and I was launching it from steam. So launching it vanilla and it was still, I couldn't run the game. I had to fully delete my Valheim folder and reinstall it. Mm. Um, because I had Bep and X in my Valheim folder and Bep and X broke. Oh no. So like, yeah, it was, it was really a big update with lots of things. So, um, I thought that was really interesting because I thought I had kept my Valheim folder clean (laughs) But no, I had Bepinex in there somehow. And um, 
Yeah. And uh, there was this uh, thing they were talking about maybe on Twitter or, or other places yes. about the yes. loops for the, oh, the, oh, the gosh. Did you guys? Testing? Yeah. So that? yeah, I think it was Grimcore. I couldn't, I can't remember. I couldn't find the post, but I think it was Grimcore who posted a, a picture on, I want to say Twitter or X, whatever you call it mm-hmm. or Instagram even. I don't know. I don't remember where I saw it, but it was a picture of all of these bodies. And so Grimcore and Luma have been, I think it was Luma who have been doing uh, some play testing in the Ashlands. And um, Smithy came into my Twitch channel. We were chatting and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was giving Grimcore such a hard time going into the Ashlands all unprepared. And he's like, and then I went in. (laughs) (laughs) And this is nothing like this is hell compared to your first cakewalk into the into the Mistlands. After having been without it for so long, you know, like people who've been playing in the planes for so long and then the jump into the missiles, a lot of people said, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. This is so big. So if is like, now nah, that was a cakewalk compared to what we're facing in the Ashlands. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So you know they're they're doing the they're doing the balance testing. You know that's a big thing that I believe Luma does, and um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes and where that's taken. But the fact that they're already play testing it means that they have functional food and armor, mm-hmm. yeah, and monsters mm-hmm. in the Ashlands, and it's mid October. Well, yeah, people keep asking me, Jirak, do you, ha- do, you, do you have any hints of, you know, are you hearing anything behind the scenes? And I say, well, I mean, if you follow what they're putting out, they're <laughs> right. heavily testing yeah. it, dying. And I mean, most most companies make like like 70% of their sales during the holidays. So yeah. if yeah. they mm-hmm. want another surge in, in Valheim sales, uh, it seems to make sense that they would release it sometime in December, you know, yeah. the play test in late November and then... Honestly, with with what the content they've been putting out now versus the kind of content they were putting out this time last year for Mislins, I thought they were maybe a little behind Mm -hmm. and weren't going to make it for the the holiday rush. But I'm about to eat my words. I think that they're they're on target. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Sorry. I I just, that whole conversation just made me really excited and and have a lot of just like, ooh, you know, energy. (laughs) When is Thanksgiving this year? Um, It's the, it's um, the, the last Thursday of November. Yeah. Okay. So my prediction is dropping on PTB around Thanksgiving or just before. Hmm. Staying in PTB for two, three weeks, however long it takes. I think Miss Lands was two weeks about mm-hmm. that. And then dropping on the public um, uh, public branches first half of December. Because after that, they'll want to be on holidays and enjoy enjoy Christmas with their families. And they won't want to be doing hot fixes and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be like late November PTB testing and then release early December yeah, that's my prediction, based on mm-hmm. observation of past uh, of, of dev activity and past years release. <laughs> well, 
Well, and, the, and their 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 publisher Coffee Stain has got to be pushing for that too, because if they don't mm -hmm. if they don't release it till January, February, March of next they've year, missed the mark. they're, they're going to miss a huge mm -hmm. surge in in sales. So mm -hmm. they know that they know it. <laughs> and especially yeah. now that it's out on um, Xbox too, I think they have so much more potential for sales over the holidays because. Yeah. When you, I mean, there's always gaming sales and stuff like that, but I think uh, console gaming, the, there's, there seems to be a lot more kind of uh, big releases for console games and stuff around the holidays. Um, and, and I think of all those kids that are going to get Xboxes for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> they want games with it, right? So... Well, and here's a real world example. So, you know, G Portal's my server. People can save 10%. I get a, uh, a, a little commission. I think it's 10% of, of the sales. And usually throughout the year, each month, it can be a couple of hundred dollars, maybe five, six, seven hundred dollars. And I get a little 10% cut of that. Uh, but uh, so it's not much. But in, in October, November, December, and even January, right around the holidays, it jumps up $1,400 plus those months. Like that's how many uh -huh. sales. So it's like, and, and I don't do anything different. Like, it's just like people just, you know, it's the holidays. So they, uh -huh. <laughs> they want to splurge. They want to treat each other, treat themselves. And uh, then you have, a, usually people have a little time off for the holidays. So, yep. Uh, yep. If you're, if you're wondering when, it, when the Ash Lens is going to come out, I will bet you $20. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out, it'll be out for the holidays. If you want to take that bet, message me. <laughs> I can't bet you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a silly bet to take. <laughs> yes. Um, but also, since our last podcast, they did uh, uh, their big de monthly dev blog, uh, and they called it the creature feature. And let me pull that up just to, as a reminder. So this image here is very dark, but it is of the... Um, what do they call these skeletons? Uh, the chard? The chard, yeah. Mm -hmm. The flaming chard running around here in the Ashlands. And they also updated mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the serpent. serpent. Yeah, look at its head now. It's got all these crazy bones. And they say yeah. something here about watching watching out for your, your when you're sailing for all these sharp spikes. <laughs> taking your boat down oh. and sinking you out there in the waters leading up to the Ashlands. And then there's a close-up pic that they released of the chard. Plus, you know, we're getting to see more of the landscape here. I have a whole mm -hmm. video on this. And if you're interested, I actually brightened these pictures in that video. Yeah. So take a look at that if you really want to see these pictures in some de nice detail. Um, and then they released this. This is the room, some of the, you know, uh, early designs of the ruins that we'll run into out there in the Ashlands. And I just love the ruins. I, I, I'm hoping that it, when they finally come out with the 1.0 version of Alheim, that they'll go back and add more ruins to every biome. Cause I think that that's just one of the funnest things to come across. It just makes mm. the world feel like it has history, right? Like there was, there were people there once, or, you know, you move into it and build it up and make it your own. But it, you know, in my video, I zoom in and I brighten this up. Usually the ruins that we have now, every piece of, of the ruin is, is an actual block or that we can make or almost, you know, lots of the pieces, like we can't make all the Mislins pieces, but a lot of them we can. Right. So if you zoom in on this and see and brighten it up like I did in my video, if you want to check it out, maybe this gives you a, a little bit of hint of some of the build pieces we might see mm -hmm. in sort of a ruined form, right? 
It seems to be a different stone tile because we with the Mistlands we got black marble. So maybe yeah. we'll be able to like mine new stone. Could be. It could so, be some kind of volcanic rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Question. Yeah. The build menu is kind of full at this point. Do you yeah. guys think that we're going to be getting a new tab or do you really think that we're going to be getting new build items? Cause I wonder I, if they'll even let us build with the new material. I think they're long overdue for a scrolling window. <laughs> yeah. And I know that would change their, their interface a little bit. They tried to, to keep it so simple to have, have everything on screen. Yeah. But they just need to bite the bullet and, and, and introduce a scrolling window. The modders would love it because the modders are have, having such a hard time adding, you know, custom build pieces to the menu because of the way it doesn't scroll now. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll we'll find out. But you make a good point. Maybe maybe we're not getting new build pieces because there's not that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I would have to count how many spaces are left. It can't be that many, um, you know, if they keep that static window. So good point. And then uh, they had this build of the month, ah. which is pretty cool. You know, with the new yeah. snapping points, the way you can make it, you yeah. know, you can, it'll snap underneath the next piece without you having to get underneath it and target it. Now uh -huh. you can really build deeper into the water. And, you know, now people are starting to build water bases like this one from... Um, Captain Crumbs Gaming. I yeah. recognize the uh, the logo. <laughs> it's uh, an, a great... Um, a great community, well, not community member from our community, but uh, someone who uh, who joins and watches my streams every now and then, and uh, has nice. a great channel with uh, with fun con Valheim content. So well done, Captain Captain Crumbs. Yeah, it's a cool I, I build. actually I actually visited a build uh, this weekend that I think should be entered into the next build of the month. Oh. Uh, one of one of the members of the Twitch Valheim community built Orthanc. What is it? Hmm? Uh, Orthanc is the Tower of Isengard, Saruman's Tower. Oh, right. Mm. Um, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He let me tour the build. And uh, I actually have a lot of it from Saturday. And it is... Oh. It is so incredible. <laughs> mm, nice. Yeah. Love to see that. There, there, is there a build video on it or a video showing, um, no. showing it off yet? Uh, well, what I've posted. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh you have a, a video <laughs> posted of it. Is it on your YouTube channel or over on? Um, Just on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. We'll Here, do, you want, out if, do you want me to send you a clip? Oh yeah, you definitely send me. All right, you keep talking. I'll I'll send you the clip. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, lots going on with Valheim, obviously, and then the Ashlands right around the corner. We're all excited to see what what new mechanics are going to add. But uh, in the meantime, um, with it being Halloween and all, um, uh, several of us, like I think it's six of us, six or seven of us, have started doing a Seven Days to Die Halloween playthrough. This month, we have two episodes up now, uh, and we're recording our third one tomorrow. So if you're interested in that, check out uh, my stream and, and and Gwen's stream, Gwen the Shield Maiden over on YouTube. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I've kind of labeled mine as a, a beginner um, playthrough, 
because uh, Gwen, this is her very first time playing. <laughs> yeah. my, new, my new playthrough. <laughs> my first timers playthrough. Yeah. 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 And some, a lot of the other players have only played a little bit. R Rinia, you've played Seven Days to Die before. How much experience did you have uh, in that game before our playthrough? Mostly just fighting with the, the building mechanic. Because <laughs> I have this bad habit of not being able to build small. So uh, trying to make a whole base. Wait, as, uh, wait <laughs> that sounds familiar. I wonder who else can't build small. <laughs> <laughs> not looking at you, Morning Darkness. <laughs> small and high. <laughs> can't build small and must build high. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so, um, Rini, well, and Vaste is on it too, right, Vaste? Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm there too. We also have, uh, Bane, and we, was another member of our community who has a great YouTube channel, by the way. He makes mm -hmm. these really cool builds, a lot of gothic builds, some really amazing stuff. You should check out his YouTube channel. Yeah, yes. Bane the Builder. Yeah. If you search uh, being the builder and Valheim, you'll you'll come across oh. as and he's got an amazing voice. He's got like his, his <laughs> he whole he persona does. is perfect for the kind of builds that he, oh, and what, he what does. What country is he from? Uh Serbia. Uh, Serbia. Yeah. <laughs> he has like almost like that that Count Dracula voice. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want to show you my build. <laughs> <laughs> but it's much deeper and cooler than that. Very yeah. deep voice, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit intimidating playing uh, like uh, Baldur's Gate tree with him and him just going in the back and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we had, we had fun. We we've done, we've done a horde night on each stream. Now the way we've got it set is, um, each stream we, we're able to kind of do some things, some quests and run around and do some fun stuff. But then sort of towards the end, uh, we get hit with a horde night and, um, unfortunately Gwen couldn't play with us in the last episode oh, no. because, um, G portal was having some network issues. Mm. Uh, Bane was able to log in initially, but then he got booted out and couldn't log back in. So we were we were Sans, Gwen, and Bane, and was there yeah. anyone else who couldn't get in, or it was just you two um, in the end? Yeah, it was, was just us two. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, maybe where we're located, the the yeah, we we were not able to to log on the uh, the server. Yeah, which was a shame. I still I still was with you in in spirit and in voice, <laughs> I guess, yeah. but I wasn't able to progress. So. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm even more behind now <laughs> oh, <laughs> for no. tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's episode. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be challenging. <laughs> and oh damn, the, those horde nights and uh, those really intense mobs like the wolves and stuff. Or oh, they stress me out. Even if I'm not playing, even if I'm just watching you guys play, it stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is a little stressing until you've learned some of the tricks in that game. Mm. And that's why I call it a tutorial series, because I'm basically teaching everybody. I've been playing it for 10 plus years, however long it's been out. I was one of the early adopters, even before it was on Steam. I actually had to, you know, do the transition to Steam with seven days when it moved to Steam. Oh, um, wow. And, uh, but, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun, um, like re remembering all my tech techniques and tactics over the years that I use and nerd pulling was the number one thing. Nerd pulling is when you put a box underneath you and you jump on it and then you jump up and put another box on top of that. And then you just keep doing that jumping and putting boxes so that you go up, up, up. 
And that's a good way to get away from <laughs> the mobs. We were even out in the middle, out in the wild and um, a, a giant uh, wolf uh, with the big red glowing eyes, one of the toughest creatures in the game attacked us. And I just, boop, 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 and, <laughs> and then it's breaking my boxes and I'm jumping over and doing it again. Um, Amazing. Um, you, know, you have to react really fast. That's why in the very first episode that Gwen was in, I'm like, okay, Gwen, we got to teach you how to nerd fall so you understand this technique because you can get up on top of buildings quick this way and stuff. And um, it's almost like an exploit of the game, but it's really it's become part of the charm of the game that they've never tried to prevent players from doing it, you know, by introducing some new mechanic. Um, because it, it's like so many games that have its fun little mechanic that was never mm -hmm. intended, but the people love it. So they just left it in. So like using uh, chairs in Valheim to go through walls and things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or to zone into a tree or a rock yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, it's safe in there, okay? Nobody can hurt yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. You can by all the fuelings out there. No, <laughs> Um, but, uh, so some other games, uh, Enshrouded had a free demo going, uh, it does go, I think until the 22nd, but by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be almost done. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, um, I know morning tried to play it, but the computer I'm so disappointed. It. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I wanted to try it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is, is it that your PC can't run it or I'm, I'm it on a laptop. Person? I should be able to have everything, all the stats I need, but I think that because it's a laptop, some of the assets are shared. And so the game just won't run. It won't start. Uh, yeah. It's not optimized yet or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Well, it, it is pretty graphic <laughs> intense too. So, you know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff on screen too. You know, imagine Valheim when, when there's, you know, you're in a city and it's trying to render all those, those things. Well, and try oh, the world already has a ton of stuff in it. So <laughs> I mean, my laptop was kind of screaming a little bit when I went and visited um, Antler Carver's build uh, or think because it's 60,000 instances. Oh, mm. I did send you those clips, by the way. Yeah. How can you even walk around with 60k instances? <laughs> well, if you want to try it yourself, I, I do have it on a server. If people want to go see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm very curious now. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have the clip here. Let yeah. me see if I can bring it up. So. so the first one is me seeing it for the first time, and the second one is me jumping off the top. <laughs> so standing on some kind of pillar. Oh, and she, oh she's jumping off of one of the uh, spikes at the top of, of the tower. <laughs> With wow, the feather cape, that's nice. It's really a nice slow-mo descent. No, it's yeah. really tall. It's 259.5 meters, or 49.5 meters, 249.5 meters tall, yeah. <gasps> How much of... black marble? Is it, was that built in creative? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty... A that's vanilla, pretty though. Cool. It's fully wow. vanilla. He used the spawnable rocks to ground it each level. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need the extra structural support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at the detail on that, though. Isn't that yeah. just I was, phenomenally... Uh, it's just, I was sort of uh, picturing like a simplified version of Orthunk. I fully like kitted out detail 100% Orthunk. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's really cool. Yeah. 
it's yeah. it was incredible um so let's see so yeah enshrouded is fun it's definitely not like valheim <laughs> so i had put up a video i said is is this the uh, valheim killer or the next valheim yeah and i just said that because so many people kept saying it's like valheim it's going to be you know like valheim and i played it and it's nothing like valheim it's totally different it's more like uh, an mmo with quests Okay. In a a survival game, which is kind of fun, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like that it it has quests in in, in a world with characters that you actually rescue and then you. NPCs, yeah. And then you place them down in your house like a workbench. That's cool. (laughs) And you can craft new things. So instead of, you know, building a workbench up like in. So, I mean, it has some similar things to Valheim's basic things you could relate it to. Uh, but uh, the building is all 90 degrees. So you got a wall and you can either go, you know, that way or that way. You can't do oh. any angles in between or clip clip. You can't clip things into each other. So I don't yeah. think people are, like they were saying the building they thought was really exciting for that game. And I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as exciting as Valheim because Valheim with, with its clipping is like that's where the magic happens when you start clipping things into things and snapping them and angling them just so. And I am so right. sorry, Jirok. Yeah, you have to I have, go. I have to go. No, I know. I remember you saying that you have to, you had to go. Hard um, stop. Yeah, I got to go pick up my little. Uh, but I added a, a game to other games, mm-hmm. and you should totally check it out on Steam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's it? Called? Watch the video. Tiny Glade was uh, recently suggested to me. It's basically a building sim, um, but it looks really, really interesting and very dynamic and uh i i think it'll be really fun for those builders out there cool and and renea tiny glade that is adorable (laughs) right right all right you guys um bye thanks for joining well yeah we're almost done here i just have a few other games that i wanted to talk about. i just can't be waiting no that's fine yeah we'll we'll talk about them amongst ourselves Okay. Bye. Have fun. Bye. Bye. Um, But yeah, so uh, we have um, a couple other big games that are coming out, uh, and uh, well, well, one that came out not too long ago in early access is called Sunken Land. It's kind. It's a like a water world game where the whole world's been flooded, and I've made a uh, I think at least one video on it. I can't remember if I made more than one. But I highly recommend checking it out. It's it's I think it's was only twenty bucks, and maybe fifteen when it's on sale. Especially this time of year, you know things go on sale all the time. So keep an eye out. I, I highly recommend you check it out. I'm loving it. Yeah. You basically, dive down. Did anybody else here try Sunken Land? I have thalassophobia, so you won't get me to play anything that goes into deep sea. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. go deep down, and because oh. like cities are are submerged so you're swimming around into like a police station or a school or a library or you know just various different ruins of old buildings like atlantis well yeah except it's all like yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. cities our cities right our modern cities and it's so i just i don't know it's so much fun because every time i dive down i'm like ooh, what goodies am i gonna get in this dive you know and you come up and you got like a new pair of slippers or a, a cute little bunny hat or you know a new you know you know new resources and and just all kinds of weird things that you you wouldn't expect but you you can also build vehicles in the game all kinds of different boats and jet skis and 
Um, and eventually you can build a helicopter, I hear, but I ha- I don't I haven't been able to I haven't gotten that I, far yet. <laughs> I have a problem with that one. Yeah, what was your problem with that game? Everything looks so much like Rust. Yeah, like there's yeah. so much similarity. Uh, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, they're both I, uh, like po- like post-apocalyptic games, right? Yeah. So everything's very yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of old and worn. And but the but the thing about this game is it's underwater environment with the way they do the shading in the water. Um, it is just beautiful when you're underwater. And I don't know, does Rust have an underwater? Um, yeah, it has yeah. a fully flesh underwater level. Oh, and cool. I like Rust, but. <laughs> It's like, I'm not sure if I won the second game that is just identical because I saw that I should try it. It's exactly like Rust in the gameplay. Maybe it it looks a little bit like it, but. Yeah, it looks too much like it. (laughs) Well, it really, it plays more like, um, like Valheim or Seven Days to Die in that. Uh, you you start with nothing and you start gathering the basic materials and you go um, and and I say it's like seven days to die because seven days to die has all these great locations to explore and unlike Valheim Valheim doesn't really reward you for exploring like no. y- when you go somewhere and you see ruins or you go somewhere you don't like find really interesting things um, it's just kind of a really cool world in general. Uh, but seven days to die, everything you loot, you can find some really cool stuff. And in sunken land, it's just like, it's just like a little Easter egg hunt. And every time I dive, I'm like, Ooh, what am I going to find now? You know, mm-hmm. I get giddy uh, every time I dive. Um, so it's really fun, but return to Moria, October 24th. We got to play a playthrough. Gwen, <laughs> that's our next playthrough until Ashlands comes out. <laughs> But th- that's just weeks before Ashland comes out, and I'll uh, I'll barely have no, it's, touched it's, the surface with Seven Days to Die. Oh, October twenty fourth. Ah, and you are assuming that Ashland makes it on December. Oh yeah, it I'll will. I'll bet you money <laughs> it'll come in December. It will. Return to Moria. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. I've never been a big because it's the one that's Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, yeah. I like fantasy. Uh, I've just not never been uh, into Lord of the Rings. I think I, I didn't get onto it when it came out and stuff, and when the hype was was high. I tried to watch it a bit later on, and I just I just found the movies boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're very slow. Uh, so, so yeah, so I, I I get it. It's like now it's become one of the classic, you know, the elves and dwarves and things. Uh, so I I understand uh, most of the premise, but I never um, got really uh, into the world of Lord of the Rings. So I don't have that premise of like really well uh, understanding well the uh, the universe. Um, and it's an MMO game. No, is it? No, survival, survival. cooperative. Mm-hmm. You play a yeah. dwarf, and you you mo- I, I believe you play mostly like underground in the mines of Moria, which is just a massive mountain with cities and mm-hmm. and and all kinds of things built, you know, deep into the ground underneath the mountain. Okay. I just want to see the Balrog. That is about it. <laughs> Rinia, are you a fan of Lord of the Rings? Yes. <laughs> okay, so then you can join me in saying, Gw- "Bye, Gwen." 
<laughs> <You're not laughs> you have failed. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's some of the early roots of what a lot of fantasy pulls from is all mm-hmm. the different Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not a fan of the movies, you're not a fan of the movie. I wasn't a fan of the, the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies. I thought they were too goofy. Um, and the Lord I didn't the even are, watch them. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings are definitely a little too drawn out. Like I mostly <laughs> just like when they're when we're with Sam and Frodo. But I mean, there's some other good stuff, but a lot of it's a little it's a little long and hard to. Yeah, to <laughs> I am the Lord of the Ring theatrical version all day, every day. I don't care. I have a thing. I watch all three movies every year. Once a year, I binge watch them. <laughs> Yep, my, my wife does that during um, uh, the holidays. So, she, And actually, I think she might have already started. <laughs> and, and she does the um, uh, the director's cuts, which are, are, I think, like a half an hour longer even. Yeah, that's the ones oh. I'm watching. Yeah. That's her, yeah, yeah. Like so you're, the, you're, the full out. Yeah. The Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it's fun. And I've seen... I've seen all the movies many times. The first one I've seen probably 12 or 15 times. So yeah, I'm a little bit of a fan too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I know the universe and stuff is is great. Uh, I just never never really got into it. Um, so so yeah, and now it feels like oh, I, I'll focus. I'll I'll stick with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with Star Wars and uh, and and Harry Potter and. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever else um but uh but Unless yeah this game is really really good and you just well let me love. know let me know how it is because there's well, other so already. many but i can't say <laughs> about it yeah, yeah we can't I mean, say how, it that's a problem <laughs> how is it compared to enshrouded uh and w- there was another game no, that you no. tested recently right <laughs> you know, i think like did you like it better or or not as much uh, we literally can't comment those things. The NDA is. Yeah. Just you can say you, what you preferred. You could say what you. Yeah, what you exactly. Preferred. We can't compare. That's the thing. Why? The the close beta NDA is just. Yeah, you, you can say can't anything. Even talk about your experience or what you thought of it. Ah, oh, yeah. not like even in there. All uh, I can say is I played it, but if you look at the material that they have out on it, the videos they have out on it, I mean, those look really interesting, and you can tell. You can tell from those videos how it's different if you like watch Enshrouded or or if you've played Enshrouded. You can just watch their videos and, and see that it's it I mean it, it it's different in a lot of ways, you know, just by based on those videos they released. But uh uh we'll check it out and uh mm-hmm. we'll invite <laughs> you over and drag you around and see if you like it if you want. <laughs> yeah. Or we can keep yeah. playing Seven Days to Die and then you can actually learn how to play the game properly. Yeah, that's uh I can I can't focus on too many games at a time, just like I can't start too many TV series at a time. Um, <laughs> you gotta get through one and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well also it's a time sink. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a time sink and uh I there's a lot of other things that I, I need to do over the winter too. So um yeah, I will see. I'll I don't know, they, it feels like there's a lot of cool looking games that I'd be uh willing to try. Um I just need to yeah, to pick the one the one I'll uh, I'll actually dedicate time on because well, well, for no, me I'm a slow learner with games as well. It takes me forever to start getting comfortable with a game, which is why for me it's even more of a 
you know, a, a, a step, a big step to try a new game because I know it's it's going to be a while until I am comfortable playing it. Yeah. So well, I guess we yeah. can see how popular it is. You know, if, if there aren't many yeah. people from our community playing it, then, you know, that might be a reason to not do it. But I mean, if, if there's a lot of people playing it, then they keep saying, hey, come play with us. You know, maybe maybe you check it out or not. Yeah, because uh, also everyone, uh, a couple of people from the community have been trying to uh, convince me to play Baldur's Gate. Um, and I know you're playing it and I know you're loving it and so on. So it's like, oh, do I want to maybe try that? But then... <laughs> maybe then for November, instead of Seven Days to Die, it was was through of uh, Baldur's Gate. Maybe, maybe. Um, but Yeah, uh, yeah the, we, we could do a four-person run-through on that game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, that would be really my fifth playthrough of that. <laughs> oh yeah, you played through it. I haven't even finished my first playthrough. I keep goofing around. Uh, like oh. I love trying the challenges and then trying it in a different way and then trying it on a harder mode and then just like I've done that. Even the opening act with killing the general on the ship, uh, like I've probably done that ten times because <laughs> I wanted to try to do it on the hardest mode in different in different ways, but. Uh, so much fun that game yeah but so another game real quick is arc survival ascended so uh this is coming out here supposedly near the end of of this month and what it is is it's a they they took arc which i think has been around for seven or eight years renia you've played that quite a bit right arc survival evolved yeah i yeah, played the, it the original. In, back in 20 whenever it came out <laughs> mm -hmm. and you have a lot of lo hours logged in do you remember about how many you have oh yeah just a casual 2400 <laughs> <laughs> that's more than me on valheim <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so my, the story for that game with me is i saw it w back when it came out and i thought wow that looks amazing i want to try this game so i i bought it i downloaded i installed i log into a server because i didn't want to play by myself and because uh, I was playing with other good communities, so I said, I'm going to play with the community. I jumped into a really busy server and everybody was super rude to me <laughs> and just not friendly to new players at all. So I only played about six hours and I uninstalled it and never, never tried again. Aww. So rude players mm -hmm. ruined it for me. I, I mean, the, the interface was a little clunky, too, and so that didn't help pull me back. But uh, I've been recently binge watching YouTube. I found um, that channel, Rinia, that guy who yeah. does all the storytelling. Forget what's his name. Um, something Maddie or. Uh, Nudie? No, not Nudie. Oh, Nudie. <laughs> no. the Noodle? Something like that. Something the noodle. I feel like I'm making it up now. <laughs> no, yeah. Anyways, he has these great storytelling uh, videos about the world, the world of and lore of Ark, and he just has hours and hours and hours and hours of them, uh, and series, and, and he does like reenactments with other people and and clips from the game, and oh man, that game just seems so interesting from the lore. So, uh, Ark Survival Ascended is supposed to be an upgraded version of that game where they, they've, they've uh, improved all the graphics because they move everything to uh, Unreal Engine 5. And I'm hoping they redo the interface because that was one of the things that turned me off. And I'm re I really now want to try the game. 
<laughs> just too many games. I'm already playing three or four games, and now I know, right? <laughs> it is exactly. netted noodle, by the way. What's that? It is netted noodle. Yeah, noodle. Netty the Noodle. Yep. Yeah. Netty the Noodle. <laughs> he has an amazing YouTube channel all about ARC. And you could just sit there for hours watching these reenactments, like little movies or documentaries on the game. And the storylines are so fascinating. I had no idea that it had so much rich lore and storytelling and characters. Like there's characters in the game that you who like go through struggles and 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 loss and um it's just really, really interesting. But, so I'm, I'm interested in trying that game. And then, of course, Arc 2, if it ever comes out. <laughs> no, it's been delayed a few times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so lots going on. That's um, That'll do it for us for this week. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And did you and, yeah, thanks for joining Digivaste and Renea. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. We'd love to have you, um, you know, in the future too. We'll have to see if, um, if you know, if you've enjoyed the experience and you want to come back at some point, we'll have to uh, see what works for you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Well. Have a happy Halloween, everybody. That's it for now. Have fun out there. Bye. 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 <laughs>